Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the Modern Soul and Stars podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Tobias, um, host of the Ancient Science for the Modern Soul YouTube channel, um, this podcast, and um, and also, I guess, my website if I'm a host for that. Um, if you're new to my channel, please be sure to check out my introductory episode and the beginning episodes. They explain who I am, my story, and why I'm here. And if you like what you hear and you want to hear more content, I'm pumping out a bunch of content every single day right now, so it's a good time to subscribe if you haven't already. And please, I'd really appreciate if you like the stuff to leave me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. It would really help me get the word out and help this channel help more people, so I would really appreciate that. Today's episode is a live recording on my YouTube channel, Ancient Science for the Modern Souls, a soul. Um, about my experience, eight years of experience and time as a biohacker, starting in 2012 when I had massive health crises um, and, you know, talking about and detailing my journey, my transformation and overall my thoughts on the industry and in the industry and um, what I think the good parts of it and the bad parts of it and um, or, or, or troublesome parts of it are. Um, and ideally to share with you from eight years experience, you know, how it can help you and what, just what to look out for if you are considering being a biohacker or trying to optimize your physiology in some way, shape or form. So anyways, a little bit longer of a recording, but that's because we were live and I had to get the word out. So please let me know what you think and, uh, I look forward to hearing your thoughts. Enjoy the episode. Podcast recording. All right. What's going on everyone? So this is a live recording of my YouTube premiere on my thoughts of eight years in the biohacking industry and being what's known as a biohacker, someone who has followed Dave Asprey and a lot quite religiously for eight years now and who has not only religiously studied and practiced all the, of the things that biohacking uh, is or preaches or seeks to be, but also has literally worked in the industry uh, for Bulletproof and Bulletproof Labs and Upgrade Labs and the companies that be that really started the biohacking industry into what it is today. And the goal or purpose of today's recorded video um, is to share with you all my personal experiences, my personal thoughts over eight years, my transformation that I've gotten from it, and then my personal thoughts on what the industry is and also the potential, you know, risks and or dangers within the industry and also, you know, what you can get out of it and what you can do to, um, you know, take the next steps even in your health journey. Okay. So this is the official story of my biohacking journey in particular. Um, we are live on Instagram, YouTube, and Anchor the podcast. Okay, here we go. So my story begins in 2012. I was in Portland State University, the college. Um, I had gotten D1 football scholarship, okay? Um, and I was getting ready to be like the best athlete that I could be. That was my goal anyways. And it wasn't happening. <laughs> um, 2012 was a rough year. I was about 235 pounds. My coach had me consuming about eight to 10,000 calories per day in the form of mass weight gainer shakes three times a day and meals in between. Um, and I was, you know, normally a very skinny, light, 
active, quick, you know, uh, kid on a 190 pound frame. What's up, Rachel? And this was not in any way conducive to what my body wanted to be. So anyways, I get, end up gaining all that weight, feeling really out of sorts. And my body freaked out, actually. Um, I had eczema all over my arms, my legs, my body. I had sleep apnea. I had anxiety. I had depression. I had panic attack syndrome. Um, my blood, like my blood levels were all out of whack. My liver enzymes were elevated. And everything just seemed to be chaotic and disrupted in my own internal body. Thank you, Rachel. Rachel, I appreciate that. I'm trying to get some content every single day. Um, and I realized there was a big problem. Okay. And uh, so I ended up going to the doctors at that time in Portland. Um, and, you know, I went to a couple general practitioners and I asked them, well, you know, and this is before I had even got, I, you know, I'd never really even been sick in my life. You know, I never had any issues, physiological issues or problems or, you know, I was always a student athlete, very healthy. And I went to the doctor and I said, well, what's going on with me, doctor? Like, why am I feeling so bad? Why is my body reacting in such a negative way? Why are all these issues popping up that I had no idea existed now of all times randomly, quote unquote, um, and how can I solve them? How can I cure them? How can I make them go away? Right. And I'll never forget it, unfortunately, right, when I asked the cause of these illnesses, of these symptoms that I was experiencing, the doctor just looked at me and said, I'm not sure. And there might be genetic, <laughs> you know, and they might just be, you know, something that your body is doing. And I really, we really don't know. We really don't know what the cure is. We really don't know how to solve it. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? Like, what do you mean you don't know how to solve a, a, an issue in the body? And he's like, well, we have medication. We have steroid cream for your eczema. We have anxiety medication. Do you want me to get you some, some antidepressant pills as well? And I just go, no. <laughs> you know? And I, I just remember feeling so disempowered, so scared and so frustrated. I know, Rachel, it's crazy um, that I went home and just was like even more depressed, even more anxious. And I actually did the opposite of what I should have done at that time, which was start to you know find my own solution. I started scheduling more appointments with more doctors, more neurologists, right? More doc, more general practitioners, people who I thought may have better answers. And, you know, there were people who tried to reason with me in a better way, I suppose. They tried to tell me it was all in my head. Uh, what's up, Adana? It was all in my head or, you know, I just should kind of get a grip on myself or it was just temporary, just, you know, drink some tea and calm down, <laughs> which was decent advice. At least it was better advice than taking medication for my life. Um, but it wasn't what I needed or wanted to hear um, at that time. And rightfully so. The universe was trying to shove me out of relying on Western medicine for my issues and get me to go internal to solve these issues on my own and discover the solutions. What's up, Ashley? And eventually, I got it through my thick head that no other neurologist, special doctor, you know, uh, no specialist out there could solve or name or identify what was going on with me. There was nothing. And I, I it was the first time I realized, holy shit, if I actually want to 
help myself, help my health and feel normal again, I'm going to have to do this on my own. I'm going to have to solve these issues on my own and do the research and do the work and, and cure these things. I'm not going to live the rest of my life with these things that are, you know, making me feel bad and impeding my progress and just making me, you know, out of whack with my body. So it took me about six to eight months of coping with this and being depressed, being anxious, being ridden with eczema, just going to football and to class as best I could in the moment and, you know, smoking a lot of cannabis to kind of numb myself. Um, before I finally said enough's enough, I'm going to make actually, actually what really happened, um, was I did a, um, psychedelic mushroom journey. And, um, I remember it was a very light dose, but we did a hike and the dose, uh, uh, you know, the mushrooms actually showed me straight up the exact things I needed to do in my life in order to get back on the path in every way, right. In my relationship, in my health, in my school, in my football, all that stuff, it showed me. And ever since that moment, everything changed. And I said, I'm going to go for this no matter what, what it does or what happens and figure it out. And that was the inspiration. That was the spur. That was the life-changing moment for me that got me to start moving forward. What's up, Arjuna? Um, in my life was that experience. What's up, Rian? That experience uh, with the psychedelic mushrooms. And I will be forever grateful to them because they shoved me out of my current reality and into right making all the changes that I needed to make. So I ended up going back home to Portland at the time where I was living and I immediately right, dove into Google and said, what can actually cure these health issues that I am experiencing right now? What can actually take them away forever? And the first thing that came up was a Bulletproof uh, podcast, the Dave Asprey, the Bulletproof podcast and the Bulletproof blog as well. And it was the first time I'd ever even seen like paleo type diets or low carb diets. And I thought it was crazy. I'm like, no carbs? Like, what are you, what are you even thinking? Like, how are we going to go no carbs? Isn't the carb, you know, the, the, the glucose, the primary source of, of fuel in the body? You know what I've been taught for so many years. And it uh, turns out it wasn't. <laughs> or it is a primary source, but there's another source called ketones. Um, and I just said, screw it. I was in so much pain and so much anxiety and depression at the time that I was willing to try anything. And so I went full into Bulletproof. I started literally not having any carbs at all immediately, which is not a, a, the greatest idea if you're trying to convert into a <laughs> into ketosis for the first time ever in your life. Um, for the first few days or a week, um, I felt quite terrible, <laughs> rightfully so. My body was going through a massive, massive reset and detoxification process. Um, and you know, I was really suffering and I'm like, ah, this is shitty. Like, but I was not going to quit. Um, and eventually, right. I think it was actually, I had done a, uh, you know, I'd read something on the podcast to do a three day fast. And so I ended up doing a three day fast. Um, and around day two, two and a half of that fast, something happened to my body and everything lit back up and my energy turned back on and my clarity came into me and I said, Whoa, what, what is this? beautiful, amazing state and ended up being something called, um, ketosis. And ever since that moment, I go, holy shit, there's another way to live 
that is going to solve all of my issues if I can tap into this ketosis thing. And I started doing that. I started pretty much being in ketosis for all the time, <laughs> as much as I possibly could, because it felt good. It felt clear. It felt focused. Um, slowly but surely, my eczema started going away completely. My body shed all the excess weight within a month or two. Within three months, I had lost 35 pounds of fat. Um, I was physically shredded, right? Eczema was down. I got, I went and got my blood uh, levels checked. Everything was completely normal, if not even better than before, than it ever was. Um, and I got myself back. My energy was through the roof. My my leadership and confidence, poten- you know, potential uh, was also there because I was back in myself. And I ended up going to gain the starting position for my position at a D1 college as a defensive end, around 200, 210 pounds, uh, my junior and senior year. And my senior year, I actually won the, uh, or not won, but I was voted team captain of the defense, which is was one of my biggest possible goals in going to play college football. Um, so, you know, in some bulletproof and biohacking completely changed my life. It was a massive, massive transformation. And it was the catalyst I needed to get out of the current reality that I was in. Um, and <laughs> Rian says, I'm in deep ketosis right now. Super deep. <laughs> I love it. Rian. <laughs> keep going, brother. Keep going. Um, down the keto, the keto hole, the keto hole. <laughs> um, so fast forward past that, I graduated from college, you know, um, was very happy with that, you know, graduated with political science and philosophy degree that I barely even used. I was all studying, you know, bulletproof nutrition, biochemistry and biohacking, all the things I could study. Um, came out of college wasn't really sure what I wanted to do was, you know, thought I wanted to be an air force pilot. And then I wanted to be a, a, a salesperson and I did network marketing for a little while and had all these good jobs. And eventually I had a life changing experience in Cabo actually with a good friend of mine where we were on the balcony and we stayed up to like three or four at night, uh, smoking a joint, a uh, really good joint, by the way, a blue dream. <laughs> and, um, you know, he basically inspired me to start to look at the world in a way of, you know, just not caring so much about doing the things you think others want you to do, um, not doing the things that your parents thought you should do or to be stable or to be, uh, you know, in the right way of being or doing or whatever the fuck it was, you know, like it just woke me up you know, to that. Cause I, cause previous to that, I was trying to be what everyone else wanted me to be. I wanted to be an air force pilot. I wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a fucking, um, salesperson. It's not the case. So, um, then funny enough, right. I think it was sometime after that, or could have even been before that, but I was sitting in, uh, another friend's room and, uh, actually the same friend's room with another friend. And they had mentioned, Hey, you don't seem too happy right now with what's going on. Why don't you, and I was working at a, at a job that I hated at that time. Why don't you look into that bulletproof place that you used to talk about so much when you were in college? Like whatever happened to that with you, you were so passionate about that. You used to talk about it all the time. You used to tell us all the things about it. And I go, well, what do you mean? They're like, well, don't they have jobs? And I'm like, well, maybe. And they're like, well, go look. And that night on a Saturday night after we had had a few beers, um, I went to their website and applied and I got the trainer position for 
Bulletproof Labs at the time it was called in Santa Monica, California, as a biohacker technician and what's what's really known as the, the personal trainer of the biohacking industry. And uh, it was my dream role. It was my dream career, my dream job. Um, I was all in. I was so, so excited and passionate. I could not wait to show these people all of my accumulated knowledge. At that time, four years, six years of accumulated knowledge that had led to me getting a trainer for my, my dream company. Um, <laughs> and it was awesome for about three months. And then the city shut us down. Uh, and I had to stop working there and I was depressed yet again <laughs> because I was like, Oh, you know, like what is happening? You know, I found my dream job and now we got shut down and I, you know, ended up reaching out to the people who were running and emailing and staying in touch and going, oh, this is my dream place. Please let me know if it ever opens, please. And I was just desperate. Right. And, and in the meantime, I was working um, at the Ritz-Carlton as a valet, a valet and uh, did a little bit of Bellman as well. And, uh, you know, long story short, I kept in touch with the people. I still wanted it. I was still going for it. Um, I still had hope. And about six to eight months after that happened, I was working at the, 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 as the, at the Ritz-Carlton and um, they, they, they reached me out to me and they said, it's open. It's opening again soon. Like reapply, come back. And I did. And I got the trainer position and I had been there till yesterday, ever since at that company started off as a trainer uh, or a biohacker technician moved into a sales consultant role and then ended with, uh, being the director of sales position. Um, and that journey has taught me everything it has given me everything that i am today i am so so profoundly grateful for that experience and everything it's done and given for me it's changed my health it's changed my personal life my romantic life my career and success life it's it's transformed every area of my life and it's been this vehicle of profound experiences and impact um, not only for me but for others and it's allowed me to learn my true innate gifts and how i can actually you know, what I am actually here to do for the world. So I share all of that with you guys, not to just, you know, share my story and bore you, but I want to set up the reason why, um, you know, I, I made this video, which was to share what I think about the biohacking industry, why it's here, what it can do for you. And, you know, um, the dangers within it as well. And, really what it's here to teach us and what it's here to teach you um, and how it can help you become an, a better version of yourself. Okay. So the first thing to note through eight years of experience in biohacking is that although it's profoundly a, a profoundly helpful catalyst to help you move forward in the direction you want to go or to make, excuse me, rapid changes to your physiology in a particular way that you desire. Okay. Whether it be that better digestion, better skin, better energy, better mental clarity, better emotional peace and well-being, better sleep, all of these things, right? Biohacking can help you get there much more quickly than if you were to just try and do it naturally. That's one thing. Okay. However, 
big caveat to that and the danger with biohacking is that these things called biohacking, the definition of biohacking is literally doing things or relying on things or using things outside of yourself most of the time, whether it be supplements, whether it be technologies, whether it be, um, you know, just certain stimuli that you utilize and find outside of yourself to make changes. It relies upon external things outside of you to make these changes that will make you feel good and better about and within yourself, which is a good thing to some extent. The danger is this. The danger is that any time – oh, my YouTube thing just went off for some reason. Uh, let me check if I'm still online here on YouTube. I think I am. Okay. We are successfully back online. Okay. Um, anytime you begin to rely on anything outside of yourself consistently to be or feel a particular way for the long term, okay, what that creates is a, is a habit of relying on something else to give and determine your power, to give and determine your health and to give and determine your ways of being. I want to give an example so you guys understand where I'm coming from. Okay? Because when it comes to biohacking, I have quite literally tried almost everything you can try or every type of thing you can try when it comes to altering your physiology and making yourself perform or feel in a certain way. Um, there's this thing called nootropics that are out there that are basically brain-enhancing chemicals, um, what's been determined not determined as non-toxic brain-enhancing nutrients or chemicals that you can put into yourself that will make your brain perform at a level you've never thought was possible, make you mem be able to memorize things both in the short and long term in a fashion that you never thought was possible, make you be able to speed up your thinking, your logic, your thought processes, your executive functioning to a level that you only thought was possible in the movie Limitless. Those things exist. Those things exist. And I was reliant upon them for many years, actually. One of the main uh, tools I was using was a drug called modafinil. modafinil. And it's, it's the, you know, quote-unquote biohackers go to to, um, you know, make you feel extra alert, extra focused, extra inspired or happy or satisfied with your life. And um, you become, through these things, quite literally, through the art of biohacking, you master the art of manipulating yourself, your body, your mind, whatever it is you're looking to change. You become the art of manipulating yourself to become a different version of what you currently are and who you currently are. And one core belief I've realized after eight years of being in the biohacking industry. What's up, Taylor? Uh, and being a biohacker and working with Dave Asprey and Bulletproof Labs and all these things is that if you are not careful and if you don't see the, the, the place for these things and what they're intended to be as simply a catalyst to change and transformation and not the thing itself that you should rely on to be, the danger lies in beginning to, for the long term on a consistent basis, become that thing that you think or aim to be that is outside of yourself. There was a point for me where I had to basically 
hit rock bottom. And, you know, I never really hit rock bottom with it, but I just, I had to get to a point where I realized all of the changes, all of the chemicals, all the supplements, all the hacks and things I was doing to my body was no longer serving me. It, it, it was a physical optimizer for sure, like a physical, tangible system, systemic optimizer, right? I could do tasks like I could never do tasks before. I could memorize things like I could memorize, never memorize things before. I could feel any way I wanted at any given time. I had complete control over my physiology. And the problem is that it kept me so stuck in and grounded in the version of me on this earth doing tasks and being productive and being a certain way that I thought I was supposed to be that I lost sight of who I actually truly was, which wasn't those things. I am not, nor am I ever meant to be a hyper-efficient task-oriented memorizer and hyper-organized, um, hyper-punctual, uh, you know, extremely logical being who rules the world from his head. Those are things that I thought I needed to value because of my conditioning and because of the values that my environment around me had placed on those types of things of being hyperproductive all the time, of being very smart, of being very, uh, you know, being able to memorize things, being able to, to, to go into tasks all the time. And again, I had manipulated my physiology to match those things, not realizing that in the process, I was losing sight of who I actually was on the deepest possible levels. Because all those supplements, all those changes, all those biohacks, all those, what's up, QT, all the changes I was doing, it kept me in the physical. It kept me right here on the earth doing these mundane tasks. And eventually I realized, holy shit, this is not the point. This is not the point to be extremely good at any given task or certain way of being. There is a deeper, greater purpose behind being the most efficient you can be and being the best you can be at completing tasks and being productive on the earth and in the world. There is a greater purpose behind that. And I realized that biohacking could only take someone so far and it was meant to be simply a catalyst and not the thing itself that someone relied upon to dictate how they showed up in the world and where they went. It just wasn't. It just wasn't. And I want to make this very clear, guys, because if you are in this industry, okay, as fantastic as it is, as growth-oriented as it is, as, as transformational as it can be, okay, there is a real danger of getting lost in these in these changes in these external influences or chemicals or supplements or hacks that you can do that will dictate who and what you become and i want to caution you against that because all that those things are doing are taking you out of yourself and causing you to move away farther away from who and what you are and what you're supposed to be doing rather than closer towards it and so for me right it had done so much good. It had brought me out of this depression and this 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 
place of constant panic attacks and uncertainty and eczema over my body and being overweight and sluggish, it, it had taken me out of that. It had taken me out of, you know, in the past, a poor relationship that wasn't serving me anymore. And it inspired me to be a team captain of the football team and to get my grades up and it, all those things I needed to be and do. Right. But as I did those things and as I was on the biohacking supplements that I was on and doing the things right now, I began to think that the only version of me that could have done the things I did was the biohacked version. I be, you guys see the trap here. I started to think and believe in my mind that I could not do all the amazing things I did unless I was on all of these biohacking protocols, supplements, and lifestyles. And when that, and I don't know when it shifted, but when that subconscious thought cemented itself within me and gained its grasp and hold, that was the moment that I lost my true power. That was the moment I lost my true power. And it took me a long time to realize, and it took me a lot of a lot of extra biohacking after that. I mean, we're talking like I was biohacking, not only all the nootropics in the world um, to make my mind hyper-focused, productive, you know, artificially inspired all the time and satisfied and, you know, able to memorize and be task-oriented, but also hormonal replacement, doing TRT for a while just to optimize those levels. I was taking supplemental thyroid. Um, I was constantly in a state of ketosis, which in my, my opinion is a biohack because it's not a natural state for you to be in in any way. It's, it's a quite stressful state actually, but it hyper focuses, right? Your mind, your body, your physiology to go and do something productive. Um, so I, I do consider that a depletionary hack. Um, and I was taking all like, you know, literally 20 different vitamins every single day, you know, different types of, I mean, you name it, I was doing it. I was doing it. And I had told myself, you know, that somewhere along the lines, like if I didn't do these things, then I wasn't going to do or be what I really wanted to do or be. Um, because I wasn't on these things or doing these things at the time. And I'll never forget it. This was the, the big turning point, And I will always, always remember this story and be grateful and cherish this. But uh, my good friend, Taylor Smith, Taylor, if you ever watch this, I love you, brother. Thank you. Uh, we were biohacker trainers at uh, Bulletproof Labs in the past. And um, I was doing my thing with all the nootropics and supplements and stimulants and, you know, ketosis. And, you know, he comes into the, off uh, the, uh, the back office one day and he's like, we're having a conversation. I forget exactly what it's about, but essentially he goes, dude, you got to get into your heart. You got to get back into your heart, man. And I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, he's like, I'm like my heart. He's like, yeah, you got to get into your heart, dude. Like you got to open your heart. I'm like, what do you even mean by that? What is it? What is open my heart? Why, why would I want to do that? And I'm like, my head is my most important vessel or, or, or addition to my body. My head is the thing that gives me my power. Literally said this to him out, out loud. My head is the thing that keeps me being who and what I am and able to be as pr uh, productive and as successful as I've become. And I'm, you know, of course, I'm not even that successful. <laughs> um, and he just smiles and it's like he knew something I didn't know. And it pissed me off, right? It like 
it like bit into my ego. Um, okay. Had to restart the podcast and I just was, you know, fuming about it, but I let it go, you know, at the time. And, uh, fast forward, like a couple months later, I actually got, um, Reiki certified. I was, I was curious for some reason, I forget the exact inspiration, but I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I've always been fascinated with like Dragon Ball Z and energy and external and internal energy. And, you know, I'm going to go check out this Reiki thing. Or I actually started with some meditation classes at this nearby uh, meditation shop in Venice, California. And eventually I met the teacher and the teacher urged me, she's like, you should get Reiki certified. You should get Reiki certified. She's like, she saw something in me. And I did. And um, I ended up getting Reiki certified. And, um, you know, I remember during the certification process, I, during the attunement or whatever they do, I, for the first time, heard voices in my head that were outside of my own inner voice and monologue that clearly weren't me. That was like someone or something else. And they said, stop eating meat. Oh, no. They said, what took you so long? <laughs> We've been waiting for you. And they said, stop eating meat. Stop drinking alcohol. Um, and I think they said, add some more carbs to your diet. I remember there was something around, you know, put some carbs back in or something like that. And I come out, you know, and I'm like, I tell the teacher that this happened. She's like, wow, that's, you know, like, that's pretty rare, you know, the first time. Of course, I didn't believe it. You know, I was like, no, no, what do you, what does he, you know, what does my head mean? Don't eat meat. You know, I was full paleo, full grass-fed beef and ketosis all the time. Like, that's not, <laughs> you know, no, I feel too good. Eventually, right, I, um, you know, my body started changing. I started feeling weird and different and detoxifying in weird ways that I couldn't predict and um, slowly started having the urge to start eating less meat and to add just adding more plants and actually potatoes at that time into my diet for whatever reason, potatoes, um, and started feeling more of this like energy that I was like, what is this? You know, is this like, like it's like an energy that's emanating from my hand and myself. And it was like a deep energy inside of me. And I'm like, Whoa, this is really weird. Um, and it kept getting stronger and it kept getting more obvious. And I actually started practicing on my coworkers at work. Uh, I'll never forget. And one of my coworkers looks back, it's like, it's like electric shocks coming from your hand, man. Like what's going on? Um, anyways, that was my, my, uh, how I got into like, woo-woo, Reiki, spirituality stuff, um, you know, and I've been going down that road ever since, but it's, it's for me, I know that my journey through the biohacking world has been to be able to ground and to, like, actually scientifically validate all of the woo-woo stuff I'm into now, like Reiki, like astrology, like breath work, right, any type of energy work or meditation, it's all actually has its roots in science and biohacking, and I never would have been able to believe those things had I not been an eight-year eight biohacker. So all of that being said, right, if you are going to get into – my, my main message is if you are going to get into biohacking, if you want to make massive, very rapid um, and tangible changes in a positive way to your body. If you, I'll put it like this. If you're in a place where your body, mind, emotional health, or spirit is in a very low, dense, dark, 
uh, stuck place, then biohacking will shove your ass so fast out of that, it's not even funny. It will help you get into movement. It will help you get out of where you're at and make forward progress to where and what you need to become. But I must stress, the proper way to do it, the best way to do it, is for it to be short-term, is for you to be temporary, is for it to be something that simply catalyzes your movement and your growth as opposed to takes over it. And that's sometimes where the mistake can be made. And, you know, again, I've sat with, sat in with hundreds and hundreds of clients um, doing, you know, on the same journey that I've been on for eight years and they're going, I'm full bulletproof and ketosis and it's great. And they're two or three years into it. And, you know, they have all these issues. They have like thyroid issues, adrenal issues, hormonal issues, energy issues, libido, like all of it's just like drained. And I go, yeah, because you are literally depleting and losing out on all of your own power. Um, Taylor says, Brendan, how do you know those voices you heard from Reiki have your best interests? <laughs> I didn't think that they had my best interests, actually. I was very skeptical. I was like, no, no, I'm not. I, I'm, that's, I don't know what that was, um, but I'm just going to disregard that and keep doing Bulletproof. Keep doing meat. Keep doing uh, lots of meat. And I did for a little while. Um, and then eventually, you know, without me even trying, really, I just had a feeling to start eating less meat. Um, and having a little bit more carbs and plants um, and drinking less coffee. What's up, Endert? And um, I needed to do that to allow my body to become light enough to cleanse all of the like accumulated density that was in my body and heaviness um, and to allow more of whatever we wanted to come in, this, I guess, spiritual essence, spiritual energy to flow through um, and to integrate with my body. And again, I have no other scientific explanation other than that, but that's what happened. And, you know, it wasn't a permanent thing. I love meat. I love grass-fed beef, steak, wild-caught salmon to this day. I still eat it, you know, all the time, less than I used to for sure, because uh, I realized my body will not function correctly without this stuff. Um, I'll get fuzzy and just lazy and lackadaisical, and I won't be as sharp. So there's a balance to everything. But at that time, I was way overbalanced uh, with this type of thing. So anyways, um, all that being said, right, if you are new, if you're make, here to make changes, if you are here to, you know, move forward in your life and you're looking for something to really help push you forward, biohacking is a fantastic solution. And it will and does have the capability of moving you very quickly forward both within yourself, physically, mentally, and emotionally, and within your life to wherever you want to go. But after you've reached that thing, I highly recommend right, letting go of those external things you've been doing or were doing, coming back into yourself, checking in with yourself, and seeing what is next for you. What, what next place do you really want to go? Okay, And this typically takes about on average, about two to three months is what I've seen with my clients, with myself. It's about 90 days is a process of any endeavor or, or, or physical, mental, emotional transformation or change you want to make. It's about 90 days. So if you give it 90 days and say, let's say you have a goal, a biohacking goal, right, of, um, I don't know, losing 15 pounds of fat 
and maybe gaining two or three pounds of muscle. Well, as an example, you know, what you'd want to do is um, you'd want to go on a ketotic intermittent fasting diet. You'd want to have, you know, you know, anywhere from 120 to 150 grams of protein and have, you know, obviously very much lowered carbohydrates. Um, you would probably want to, you know, have some type of, uh, uh, you know, uh, not dealing with the word, uh, there's like a very potent fat burner I'm thinking of. I think it's called like, uh, it's not keto. It's like, I forget what it's called, but anyways, there's something that helps you burn more fat through the process of lipolysis by putting fat into like more fat into the mitochondria to be able to burn. Um, it's like keto DHEA seven, something like that. I forget what it is. Anyways, supplements like that, that upregulate mitochondrial function for the purpose of burning more fat, uh, temporarily. And again, after those three months, after those 90 days, checking in with yourself and going, well, okay, I've reached that goal. Do I need to keep being on these things to reach another goal? Or has that goal finished itself and can I come back into myself? Or as an example, I want to create a business. I want to go out and be super productive for this next two or three weeks. And you know, I want things around me to help keep me hyper-focused and attentive and to increase my memory. Well, maybe it's good to go on a nootropic protocol for those two or three weeks. Right? And utilize those nootropics consciously um, in a precise way to help you be as productive, as focused, and uh, with the best possible memory that you can have, right? Something like, a, you know, 4.8 grams of paracetam with alpha-GPC, um, maybe a little bit of nicotine or modafinil every once in a while, um, and then, you know, mixing in some, like, Nupept and some phenylprastam and aniracetam. You know, any different, there's a combination of things you can do to help you reach that particular goal. But again, the danger would be relying on those things for the long term and becoming that thing um, that will take you away from your inner guidance, your heart, your soul, your gut, which is here to guide you towards where you're really meant to go. Okay. So in sum, the purpose of biohacking, and I know we've gone on all these tangents and specifics and examples, but in sum, the purpose that biohacking has for modern society is a bridge and or a gateway to massive physical transformation leading towards mental, emotional transformation and spiritual transformation as well. Because once you get the physical changes in your life that you were looking for, and whatever that is, whatever, whatever, whatever you fulfill that, right? You will be in a place where you've done the things that you think you needed to do and feel the feelings of, oh, actually, that's not all there is. That's actually not like doing those things I thought I needed to do were not actually the things I needed or wanted to do. <laughs> and you start to realize this and it forces you to go deeper inside of yourself, actually. And because of the biohacking you've done, the clearing and the cleansing you've done, um, you know, maybe through fasting or ketosis or intermittent fasting, bulletproof coffee, things like that, you you definitely do gain a, a greater sensitivity and an awareness within yourself to be more in touch with yourself because you are optimizing your levels of inflammation, um, of energy, 
um, of digestion, ideally. Um, and you get a, a, a very keen sensitivity towards all these systems in your body. And through cultivating that sensitivity of these systems in your body, now you are also cultivating an awareness of your body as well, especially if you're pairing this with uh, daily presence or awareness meditation specifically. Um, and then from there, right, now you can allow that next transition to happen where you um, allow right, access to and awareness of the higher version of yourself, the deeper, what I like to say, the deeper version of yourself and realize that that's the thing actually guiding you the entire time if you allow it to, if you can speak to it and communicate with it and that that thing, right, if you allow it to guide you, has all of the power in the world to show you where you're supposed to go, how to do it and what to do and, and actually who who you can be with, who you want to be with in life in terms of romantic relationships and every other relationship as well. So once you realize you have this power, you realize the facade of biohacking and you realize that, again, anything external from you, from your power, is and simply can be a distraction and something that leads you away from yourself and has the danger of causing you to be reliant upon those things to make the changes um, that you want to make in your life. And um, I would just say that, in sum, while it's a fantastic practice and study and industry to be in, it is for a particular purpose of catalyzing your life in a particular direction for a very short-term amount of time um, with, again, the overall goal of it to put your physiology in a place where you can be better equipped and prepared to be able to become more aware of who and what you are and what you're here to do. And this is why you see people who do biohacking for an extended period of time, um, either one of two things happen, right? The first thing is they do biohacking for three to six months or a year or whatever it is, and their entire lives change. Their entire direction of their life changes. Who they are, what they're doing, who they like to surround themselves with. Everything changes and they follow that and they go for it. And that's awesome because the, 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 the stimulus for spiritual, emotional, and mental growth and transformation is sometimes physical. It starts in the physical, which is what biohacking is. And so that's one of, one of two options. The second option, what's that up, Taylor? The second option is that people get addicted to this. And again, they, like I was, rely exclusively on external biohack stimulants, nootropics, and supplements to dictate how they feel and to, to dictate and believe that those things have the power that they need or want to have as opposed to their own power to make changes. So just be aware and be cautious that, that this is the case with biohacking. Um, and while I believe it has the possibility to transform many, many, and is meant to, by the way, transform many, many, many people's lives um, in a certain direction, um, through the eight years that I've been in the industry, I just want to say it is not the end goal. It is not where you'll be forever. It's not meant to be where you're supposed to be forever. It's meant to be a temporary, short-term, rapid vehicle of transformation and growth to get you out of where you're at and into right where you're supposed to go and where you weren't going before because of whatever external, 
whatever th- things in your environment were um, not allowing you to, or you weren't, you were allowing those things to block you from it. So, thank you for listening. I'm sure I'll have many videos. If you're just joining on live, I've got this up on YouTube and also my podcast. If you want to check out the entire episode, it's me going over my thoughts and experiences uh, and story and journey through eight years of being in the biohacking industry and uh, the positives, how it can help you, uh, and also how it can potentially, uh, the dangers associated with it that you just have to be aware of. Um, And, um, you know, my goal with this channel, right, and I'm still figuring that out precisely, is, you know, to share some of that knowledge to help you guys have the tools and awareness and education to make these changes if you want to, because they are there. But with the caveat of right, constantly saying and informing you like that's that's only meant for a particular purpose in time, and there's so much more outside of that. There's so much more for you to discover internally um, that can help you on your journey as well. And that's going to be the goal of this channel: is using the groundedness and the practicality and the science of biohacking to allow you to step into a greater version of yourself and explore what your destiny, what your mission here is on earth um, through all of my favorite tools like astrology, Reiki, and breath work, and all those fancy fancy things that we have, that I have. So thank you so much for watching. Please, 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 if you haven't already, go ahead and subscribe to my channel on YouTube, Ancient Science for the Modern Soul. I've also got a podcast out, Modern Soul and Stars Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Um, please, please, please go and leave me a five-star review. I'd really appreciate it. It will help me get the word out. Subscribe, like, and comment on my channel and share the videos if you found them useful. Um, and let me know your feedback. Send me some messages about your thoughts on this video. It might be a little controversial for some people, but that's okay. Um, and if you guys want, if anyone wants uh, an astrological consultation or a biohacking or a healing consultation, I do offer those on my website, brandedtobias.com. And I just added a new service, which is a tarot and current transit astrological consultation, where we look at the energetic impacts of the planets right now on your birth chart and how they're affecting you and how you can best work through the current lessons you're learning in your life um, in the in the best possible way um, that you can experience right fulfillment harmony happiness and learn the lesson properly as opposed to maybe some of us myself included tend to resist a lot and uh, shy away from certain lessons and it helps when we're aware that those lessons are trying to be learned as opposing as opposed to resisting them and not being aware of them um, because then we can actually like say, oh, it's just a certain lesson we're supposed to be learning. Let me just toughen up and go through this and make those hard decisions and um, be done with it so we can move on to the next one. Anyways, thank you guys again for watching. I love you all. Thank you for participating in the channel if you have already, and I will see you on the next one. Bye for now.